1: Good morning Bucknoters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday. September 27th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the dean of Ohio State football recruiting, Bill Kurlick. A lot to get into today, Bill, both on the recruiting front and team-wise. The actual 2021 Buckeyes. I definitely want to start with recruiting though. We have the dean in the house. With the situation with Kerry Combs basically being demoted from defensive coordinator, even though he still has the title, Matt Barnes taking over as calling the defense. I mean, Kerry Combs is such a dynamite recruiter. How do you think this might affect recruiting as far as defensive backs and just defensive recruiting in general with Kerry Combs having a lesser role now?
0: Well, at this point, Dave, um, and I tend to think it'll stay the same. um, I don't think it's had really an impact on Ohio state recruiting and, and Part of the reason is that, you know, Kerry Combs recruits primarily cornerbacks. And if you look at what Ohio State has in their recruiting class right now, um, at corner, uh, they're for the most part, uh, unless something were to change, they're for the most part done. You know, they've got Terrence Brooks, who is solidly committed. He could play, by the way, any uh, place in the Ohio State secondary. But number one, the thinking is cornerback. And he's a great one, by the way. Uh, they've got Jair Brown, who I went to see play on Friday night. And, you know, he told me he's he's solid. You know, he's not being recruited anymore by any other schools because he's going to Ohio State. And, and he's a just an outstanding corner prospect as well. Uh, they've got also committed Ryan Turner. And, and you know, he's so – the three corners, they're all – unless something changes that I don't expect to happen, very solid. Um, sir, Kerry Combs helps out with other positions, uh, uh, specifically safeties. But uh, Matt Barnes really has been the guy uh, to recruit safeties. So that's where their needs are still at safety. Uh, they've got two great ones that they want to add to the class, and Zion Branch and, and Xavier Nawanka. And and those guys are, you know, very much considering a high state still. So I I don't think it's really had an impact. Uh, The feedback I get from talking to uh, uh, players is that they're really anxious to play uh, for Kerry Combs. Jair Brown said that, you know, he talks to Kerry Combs all the time. Uh, So I I really don't think it's had, you know, a big impact so far. and, And we'll see what happens moving forward.
1: I know you did an update on 2022 defensive end Kenyatta Jackson last night. I want you to tell the listeners uh, the latest with him. For those that don't know, out of Hollywood, Florida, the number seven edge rusher in the country in the 2022 class, number 78 overall player. What's the latest with Kenyatta Jackson, Bill?
0: Uh, I really continue to feel like it's trending positively for Ohio State. He does want to make one more visit. He's trying to uh, uh, get another visit in to Oklahoma. And it's really down Ohio State and Oklahoma. And I really feel Ohio State has the lead right now in that battle. And in talking to uh, others that are familiar with uh, Kenyatta's recruitment, they tend to feel the same way that Ohio State has the lead and that it's kind of on Oklahoma, so to speak, to uh, to, to beat out Ohio State. That's a position you want to be in. I'm not even you know, I think. Kenyatta will likely get uh, that visit into Oklahoma to one of their games, but I'm not even certain that that's going to happen. Um, He's talked about um, if he's made a commitment to Ohio State, uh, by the time the Ohio State-Penn State game gets here, then he'll be at the Ohio State-Penn State game. Um, So that's kind of the the, the, – it's not anything for sure, but the timetable he's tending to to look at right now is to make a decision sometime – Um, between now and the Ohio State-Penn State game at the end of October, if he can. Uh, And and by the way, I should mention, you know, we're talking about a Florida kid there in Kenyatta Jackson. You know, Kerry Combs is a great recruiter. One of his state's uh, areas to recruit is the state of Florida. He recruits in the state of Florida. You know, that's one thing that Kerry Combs has always been tremendous at, and that is as a recruiter for the Buckeyes.
1: One more item on recruiting, then we'll move on to some team news. Looking at offensive line recruiting for the 2022 class, they have two so far the Buckeyes do commitments. Do they want two more? And who are the most likely candidates on the offensive line that might be added to this class?
0: Well, in a perfect world, um, two more would be great. And, and, you know, two in particular, Ernest Green would be a tremendous addition. Um, they also um, ha- have continued to stay in contact with Keontae Goodwin the offensive lineman from Indiana that's committed to Kentucky, and then Cam Dewberry. Uh, Those are three big ones. If they could get two of those three, that would be a fantastic finish for Ohio State. Uh, Even if they can get one, that would be an outstanding finish for Ohio State. The other two guys to keep in mind uh, would be Carson Hinsman from Wisconsin and Zach Rice from Virginia. In the case of Hinsman, you know, he's going to end up almost certainly at either – Wisconsin or Ohio state. And it's really kind of, uh, you know, uh, an assumption that he's going to Wisconsin. And I do think that that's probably where he will end up going, but uh, you know, there, there is a faction there within his uh, camp that uh, really likes Ohio state a lot. So, you know, we'll see what happens there, but I think the main three right now are Ernest Green, Keontae Goodwin and Cam Dewberry, Goodwin will likely get back to Ohio State or get to Ohio State for a visit uh, at some point, schedule an official visit. Green will make an official visit. His other one uh, was the Oregon game, and that got postponed because his team's uh, game lasted a, late on a Friday night, so they couldn't get their flight here to Columbus, but that'll be rescheduled. And then Cam Dewberry, who's already made an official visit. If you had to, uh, handicap it right now of the three, I would say that Ernest green would be the guy most likely to end up at Ohio state.
1: All right, let's shift gears and get into some team news. First of all, Kayvon Pope. I've never seen anything like this. I've, I've been on this is my 20th year on the beat. I've never seen anything like it. There've been times when guys you know, I've heard stories of guys quitting the team at practice and even coming back and rejoining the team, um, come back, apologize. And, and there's guys that have just quit the team and have, have never returned. We've never seen anything like this, unless I'm, unless I'm missing something. Where it was right in front of everybody, what ninety five thousand people at the horseshoe. Kayvon Pope quits the team, goes back to the locker room, says some things on social media, and then Ryan Day dismissed him from the team yesterday. Now Kevon Pope, to his credit, you know, get put a very nice message on Twitter. You know, we've all gotten heated and said things that we didn't mean, and, and maybe did things we didn't mean. So, um, I wish him well, but man, I've never seen anything like that. I guess the only thing uh, I didn't see this, but I was a kid at the time. I mean, Robert Smith quit the team and didn't even come back the whole year and then came back the next year in 1991. That ruined my eighth grade year uh, when Robert Smith quit the team. I was like, What are you doing? You're, you're Robert <laughs> Smith. What are you doing? You can't quit the team. Um, then he came back in 1992. So that's always stood out as, as a super interesting story to me. But like Kayvon Pope, I have never seen anything like this, Bill.
0: Well, I, I would agree. You know, being uh, a, an old guy, um, the 35 years I've done this, I can't ever remember anything like that. And, you know, Dave, what was. Kind of the most bizarre thing to me is that you know you mentioned that it happened during the game. It, it was uh, it was being talked about during the middle of a play. Uh, you know I'm uh, I'm watching the game and and um, during the middle of the play and I believe it was uh, I I don't remember the exact play but it was a play that Ohio State was going for a long game. and instead of talking about the play the announcers were talking about Kayvon Pope quitting the team. Just bizarre that uh, that would be happening um during a play that Ohio State is getting a long gain on, and they're not even talking about the the play on the field, they're talking about something else. So it was truly bizarre. Um and I, I guess I would put that at the top of my, you know, in-game bizarre things to ever happen. And then it's an unfortunate thing to happen. And like you said. Uh, to his credit, Pope, you know, I guess put an apology for, yeah, put an apology on Twitter afterwards later on. And, and, and I was glad to see that, but, uh, I don't think, you know, Ryan Day had much of any choice and in, in, in that matter of what to do in that situation. And, and everybody moves on and you hope for the best for everyone.
1: That's right. I mean, you, you coached for years, you coached, you know, um, even before your kids came along and they were in sports and you coached all of your kids in sports. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I hate to put you on the spot here on quote-unquote live radio. This is not live radio, live podcasting. We're definitely not live, as everybody knows. Didn't you coach the lead singer of 21 Pilots, Tyler Joseph?
0: Um, I didn't actually coach him. Um, he uh, he was at the school uh, that my kids went to school at, and he was a player there, and I, I kind of coached uh, my kids at that school. I was actually the head basketball coach at, Then Dublin High School, which had nothing to do with Tyler Joseph, Uh, but my kids had gone to the school uh, and and played at uh, the school Tyler was at. So I I know that family very well. Tyler's father, um, I coached for him. Tyler's father was the girls head basketball coach at Worthington Christian, and I helped coach uh, some teams there, basketball teams there. So I know that family very well, just outstanding family. And, and, and Tyler Joseph, my goodness gracious, he was an excellent shooter. Uh, he could knock it down uh, three-point uh, with tremendous accuracy. So I know that family very well
1: great band i mean they're unique they're not for everybody i personally like them a lot and they're huge are you aware of how big 21 pilots are
0: i never i never knew that until uh i kind of found out a little bit later after they had g- gained their fame and I went, oh my goodness tyler joseph is this you know a star of uh, of something like this i couldn't believe it <laughs> um but yeah they, they are huge and um we, we we kind of call it uh, jokingly the uh, the Joseph compound they have a, uh, <laughs> a they live is uh, in central Ohio and they have you know n- numerous members of their family uh, have houses there and all it's a really really neat situation and and uh, my son played basketball with another one of the Joseph Zach Joseph who also is a tremendous shooter uh, they went to high school uh, somewhat together. Zach was a little bit older than my son, but, uh, yeah, their fame and and all, it's just been incredible.
1: Yeah. They're huge in America. Obviously. I love that they're from Columbus. That's so cool. If they still live here and they're even huge internationally. Like if they do a concert in like Asia, they'll, they'll sell out huge arenas. They're, you know, and outdoor venues there. They're even huge internationally. Anyway, got off course there. My point was, um, before I brought up 21 pilots and brought it, went on a tangent there. When you mentioned Ryan Day had no choice, that's exactly right. Even if Kayvon Pope came back, you know, begging to come back on the team, you cannot let that slide. If you let that kid come back on the team after that, and it wasn't just the quitting the team. It was getting on and saying F Ohio State on social media, even though he deleted it. You don't really delete anything on social media. People can screen grab it. It's there forever. Um, you can't let that kid back on the team. That just a horrible example. Ryan Day needs to, and I I like the way Ryan Day handles his business with stuff like that. All right, moving on here. Um, Now, you can't say Kayvon Pope. Um, What surprises you the most negatively about the team so far? (laughs) And what surprises you the most positively? We don't have to be all negative, but we're like one-third of the way through the regular season already. When you look at this team, what surprises you the most negatively and what surprises you the most positively?
0: Well, I think the obvious thing uh, would be how the defense initially played those first few games. I mean, they, you know, they set a record for um, uh, a dubious record of uh, for defense at Ohio State for uh, giving up yardages and all that. So, you know, I expect the things to be a bit better than that. I didn't necessarily expect a great, great defense this year, but I thought it would be better than it was initially. Uh, So I think, you know, that's got to be at the top of the list. You know, on the other side of things, I think I've been very positively surprised by the contributions um, of of some of these freshmen right away in, in, you know, really impact ways. You know, who would have thought Denzel Burke, um, would be as good as he is. I mean, he's going to be a great corner for Ohio State. I liken him uh, to Denzel Ward. And, you know, that's one that you've got to give Kerry Combs a lot of credit for because Kerry Combs recruited Denzel Burke. And Denzel Burke was pretty highly recruited, but he wasn't the most highly recruited guy in his class. And Kerry Combs saw that talent and uh, was big on bringing him to Ohio State and got his man. He got a great one. Uh, JT Tuimolo Wow. You know, he's been here, and he's out on the field making big contributions. You know that certainly has been positive. And Trayvon Henderson, you know Jack Sawyer, you know some of these guys that have made contributions. Tyler Williams has surprised me, uh, a guy that uh, you wouldn't expect him to play like he has played so quickly at Ohio State. Um, so there have been some really positive things from, and I'm not. Uh, getting everybody in there, but those are some big ones, some very positive things from Ohio State, true freshmen that have had big impacts. And are, those guys are going to be great players.
1: I agree with you. I mean, that is the, the biggest, you know, when you look at when you're looking for something positive, you need to look no further than this freshman class, this true freshman class. They're special. I think 2013 was a special class. I know 2013 was a special class. 2017 was a special class. I think we're going to look back on 2021 as an absolute special class. Um, It's not good when some of your best players, a lot of your best players are true freshmen, but (laughs) it's good for the future. Um, They need some more leaders to step up. You talked about this last night in your column. They need better leadership on this team. But this freshman class, uh, even guy, I mean, I expected a lot out of Travion Henderson. He's exceeded those lofty expectations. He looks like he's going to be one of the best running backs to come out of Ohio State. And I do not say that lightly, given the lineage of running backs here. But you're right. A guy like Tyleek Williams, I didn't even think he'd see the field much. I thought he'd be a mop up guy. Now they're, you know, he's basically their, you know, their best nose guard right now. Now we'll see maybe when Jerron Cage gets healthier maybe he can uh take that role back but I don't think so Ty Lake Williams looks like a beast all right last thing we got to talk about the quarterbacks that'll get you out of here obviously Kyle McCord getting his first start uh, Jack Miller getting his first extended playing time we'll see about CJ Stroud's shoulder I'm very curious what's going to happen this week because Rutgers is no joke um Buckeyes going to Rutgers this week what do you think is going to happen this week and what are your impressions on all three of those guys so far
0: I think, um, you know, I'm a lot more positive maybe than some are. I, I, I've been impressed with what those guys have done. Um, you know, none of them had thrown a pass in a college game. And C.J. Stroud, I, I think, has done some nice things. Uh, Kyle McCord, as we all saw, started out slow, which I think really should have been expected. Um, you know, he'd never played in a football game before. Um, but he really finished well. Uh, and I was really impressed with Jack Miller. Um, I thought I th- he I did a really nice job coming in there. So I think um, all three, uh, you know, they can be, the, you know, guys that really help Ohio State get to where they want to go. It's not easy as a freshman. You know, you look at Justin Fields, he wasn't, you know, a true freshman. He, when he started uh, playing for Ohio State, he had played at Georgia. So what these guys have done in their initial – Uh, chances at Ohio State, I think, have have been pretty positive, really. I I think that uh, – and that's not even to mention Quinn Ewers, who's going to be a great quarterback. I think the big challenge is, you know, uh, trying to keep everybody happy. You know, one thing I don't think people realize is that there's more guys than ever to keep happy, so to speak. And, you know, a lot of people – I've been a coach for my whole life – say it's not the job of the coach to keep people happy – but, you know, you don't want unhappy players. And why is it a little bit harder now? Because the rosters are bigger. You know, with the, everyone given a, you know, a free year of eligibility, so to speak, a lot of guys came back all over the country. Rosters are bigger now for college football teams. There's more guys to get in games. There's, there's more guys to buy to for playing time, and it makes it even tougher. In some ways, it's a good problem having more good players but it also makes it a little harder on the coaches with, with so many guys. There's no longer at this point 85 guys on scholarship, there's more.
1: Great stuff from the dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. All right, Bill, I'll let you get back to jamming to some 21 pilots. I appreciate it very much. Thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that buckeye swag. Must damn abandoned in the land.